we thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. We say, glory and honor be to your name, O God. Father, we worship you. We give you praise and honor and adoration. Yes, Lord.
We had testimonies on Friday, on ending. You are the Lord. We bless your name, Father. King of kings, we exalt you, we exalt you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for you are faithful, you are merciful, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord God, you have led us, Lord God. That's why we bless your name, O Lord. Father, Lord God, you have ordered our steps up for the God. Father, interjecting in Lord Bless your name, O Lord Jesus. We worship you. We give you glory, Lord. We honor you, Lord Jesus. There is not like you, Lord Jesus. There is not like you. Lift up your voice and give God praise. Our ears were full on Friday of testimonies of the saints of God in this hour. We We had the testimony of healing. We had the testimonies of provision. We had the testimony of visions and revelations of God. Father, we exalt you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. We give you the glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we have prayed. I want you to open your eyes and welcome some beside you. Please. And let's take our seats in the heavenly places. Put your hands together for the choir. Amen. 
I can hear your voice. Can you take that kid out, please? I expect ushers to act quick in matters like this. Help the mother and take the baby out, please. I'll take, take, go and take care of that child. You know, God spoke to us about this month. While we were entering this month in last month's overcomers. Someone tell me what God said. That this month will be a month of thank you. I'm sure you got it. You got the A's, isn't it? It reached me too. <laughs> it reached me. I mean, whenever God speaks through me, I always expect you to testify. I seldom will look at myself in it. Not because I'm excluded, but because that is the construct of my brain. Is for you. But when I encounter exactly what God said, I will tell you humanly, sometimes it shocks me. I say, God, so you remember me too? <laughs> Amen forevermore. And so when it reached me, I know that it reached everybody. But you know something about prophecy, Second Chronicles 2020. If you are in this church and God speaks and the month passed and you did not encounter, let me tell you the reason why. Because you did not take the prophecy to heart. When God speaks, each time God speaks, it takes people to pray the manifestation. God spoke about Jesus for 4,000 years. When it was time for Jesus, there was a gap of 400 years or 450 that the voice of God was not heard. That is from Malachi to Matthew. But in the midst of it, two people were outstanding. Which means, for that 450 years, God was speaking, but to selected few. And among them was Hannah, and also um, the prophetess, Hannah and um, Simeon, or Simeon, who is the man. And they were the one who, when it was time for Christ to come... One of them, the prophetess, Anna, she was married and she was divorced. She was widowed. Sorry, not divorced. She was widowed. And when she was widowed, she decided not to marry again until she was 83. She fasted and prayed daily for Jesus to come. And when she began to do that, God told her that you will not die until you have seen the boy Jesus. Same thing with Simeon. They didn't have cooperation. They didn't know one another. He began to pray because they read from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And so because they began to pray about it, God said to him that you too will not die unto your sin. That's why when he came to the temple and cried, the baby says, let me depart now for my eyes have seen the salvation of your people. So prophecy does not manifest in life of people who do not remember it. 
Because I'm treating the, the I'm, I'm devil expositions when I'm treating. And we are going to look at some things today. The reason why many believers are robbed is because of the silent operations of Satan. The Lord was speaking to me this morning while I was preparing for this meeting. Some of the information that I had from God are amazing. Very much amazing. There are things that you have read, but when God began to show them to me in, in light of the satanic operations in the last days, I was shocked. I was shocked. And we'll go through it today. Today you lend me your hearing and get ready to write. So whenever God speaks in the church that this is what I will do this month, everyone who gives testimony on Friday, you bear me witness. They were mindful of it. They prayed daily about it. They expected it daily and they had the manifestations. I mean strange manifestations. But I tell you that not all, not all of them came out on Sunday, on Friday. Though those who came out are, are, you know, very, very interesting. But there are other people who have shared testimonies with me who didn't come out on, on Friday. Because even there, was no, there wouldn't be time to take everybody. So understand this. The principle of God is very simple. It's the same principle that guides your, your success in life. What is the difference between a student that fails an examination and a student that passes examination? You know, they teach you for a period, and then they will test you for the period. And some students will come out in flying colors. Some students will be struggling in the examination, and they will come out fail. Both of them pray to God, and God answered the prayers of both of them. The answer of one is to make him fail. The answer of the other is to make him succeed. Because God had given the principle of choice for both sides. If you follow the principle to fail, when you pray for success, answer of it is failure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did you understand me? Come on, let's talk to me. Somebody decided not to take to heart lectures of seven weeks. Another student continued every week to read what was given and take it to heart and link the first week lecture with the second week lecture, with the third week lecture, with the fourth week lecture, to the seventh month lecture conscientiously. And the other student just do one week and forget it. Second week you forget it. Third week you forget it. All right. And then seventh week they are tested. Both of them are praying for success. God answered both of them. But when God will answer, He will answer you according to your deeds. Jeremiah tells us that. Because God is equitable God. So for the one who did not take the things to heart, certainly answer to his prayer is to fail. So that he will sit down and learn again. And then take what is taught to heart. Because God is not a respecter of man. And God is equitable he is very conscionable in his approach to humanity. He does not discriminate between a born again and a non-born again when it comes to commonwealth benevolence. It says in the book of Proverbs 6, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms, and what will happen? Poverty will jump upon you, whether you are born again or you are not. 
So what do you think the devil would do to a Christian? A little lazy, a little sleep, a little slumber. Simple. And Christian will fast and pray and fast and pray. God answer the prayer, he will fail. Because God has to make him fail. Because that is his work he has produced. God doesn't perform magic, neither does he respect anybody. He sets his rules. You obey his rules. You get the results. And God is a God that pays each man according to the works of your hand. So God will be very, very unjust to give success to a person who deliberately is lazy. Or to give vision or revelation to a person who does not seek him with his heart. Or to send an angel to somebody who does not take him serious. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on and let's speak together. You know, we are talking about satanic operations the last days. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, if God speaks to you and you did not remember it to ask of it, how would you receive it? Let me tell me it's not possible. Because for you to receive, you must ask. But you cannot ask if you don't understand what you're asking for. So God said that it would be the month of ease, as many who believed it experienced it. Well, I, sometimes we used to do bulletin. I think we are going back to it by, from the month of July. Because COVID, you know, changed the method of many things. And so by July, this church is going back. I've been telling you that from January. They will be going back into full operations. And they, everything we're doing before COVID, we're going to do. You know, we're going to uh, reinstate them. And you need to understand the equity of God. You need to understand it. What God was speaking to me today will be the premise of our discussion next week. Now, let me give you a brief summary. We are looking at devil exposition. Yes? Come on our church. Devil exposition. The reason why we are looking at devil exposition is because God is our creator. Jesus is our friend. But the devil is our enemy. Let me take us through brief scriptures and then we move on to today. So, in the book of First Peter, chapter 5, 8 to 10, it says, Be self-controlled and alert to enemy the devil. Prowls around looking for someone to devour. So, we identify that the enemy of mankind is what? The devil. I showed you in the scripture, by evidence of the Bible, that God did not create devil. Neither did he create Satan. He created Lucifer. Isaiah 14, 12. But then, when sin was found in him, he adopted the name devil or Satan. Revelations chapter 12, verse 7. And of course, we looked at Ezekiel 28 to see from verse 12 as well. The formation of Lucifer. And one of the things that you must not forget is that he was an anointed cherub. God anointed him. God created him for the purpose of him 
to be the model of perfection. I think that is an office that is outstanding among many offices. It is not a common office of other angels. Angels differ from glory to glory, as stars also differ from glory to glory. As human beings also differ from glory to glory. That is, the beauty and glamour of each person differ from one to the other. But, of all things that God created in heaven and on earth, He created one, and He called that one model of my perfection. You know, those of you who are artists will understand very well, you know, when you look at, over the period, I've been talking about, um, you know, the, 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 these Italian artists who everybody wants to see what his, what his artifacts is. So God himself, as a, as a craftsman, having created so many things, God just said, look, let me create one thing. And when every creature will see that thing, they will, they will bow to my perfection. Now, what confidence can God have in a being? Beyond that. Yes? So God had confidence in him. And God gave him everything he needs. Things he never imagined. God made. So that when Lucifer is walking in heaven, people are beholding the perfection of God. And they are glorifying the God that lives forever and ever. Yes? But the Bible tells us in that Genesis chapter, in Isaiah chapter 14, that something generated from within him, and that is what you call sin today, and he fell and lost everything. So when you see ministers who are anointed by God, God used them for miracles, signs, and wonders. They can see, you know, all manners of stuff. And suddenly they begin to dive into all manners of things and, you know, begin to lie and deceive and, and you know, maybe commit adultery and continue to do that and then expose. And some people have said, because this minister, I respect this minister so much because he's so, and look at what he's doing now. They walk away from God. Who won? Satan. Who will pay for it? That one who walked away from God, because of a man, will surely go to hell to pay for it. Apart from that, on earth, Satan will be very happy with him because he will let him prosper a little while and then he will unleash hell against him. And God will not be able to help him because he's no more in the jurisdiction of God. And God does not break protocol. So such is the life of many who are suffering. Who knew God at the beginning and they are suffering. Because you do not serve God because a bishop or a prophet or apostle or pope serve God. You serve God because God is God. So, if Satan can get any of the dignities in the church, and you are so ignorant that anybody, regardless of your anointing, Satan can get you. And the conditions, I'm going to help you to understand what you need to know that the devil will not be able to get you. Anointing does not protect your soul. 
If he does, Lucifer will never have become the devil. And you can imagine how many Christians have left church or churches across the globe saying that because a Christian, somebody they expected to be a standard is not. How many? How many? How many? Both to the one that fell and to the one who deserted, who is behind it? The devil. The devil. So therefore, I run you through this very, very briefly. Your enemy is the devil, not your father, not your mother, not the witch in your house, not the wizard that is afflict, trying to afflict you. But those human beings are vessels. So what God told me, was speaking to me about now is that in this, I taught you that there are two kingdoms that are on earth. You must not forget it. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. We read in the book of Revelations, in the book of Romans chapter, chapter 8 from verse 1 to 4, about kingdom of God. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 4, we read about the kingdom of Satan. Both of them are in this world. Now, haven't we known that? You know, the Lord said to me that, let me show you about the operations of the kingdoms. All right. Now, keep this in your mind. You will need it shortly. If a kingdom is on earth, certainly that kingdom must have human vessel to operate. Because spirits don't speak in this world. Are we in agreement? Those of you up there, you agree with me? Good. Now, if I have something in my mind... And I want you to know it. There is no way you can know it without my mouth speaking it. Correct? So, the one in my mind is the unseen. So are spirits, they are unseen. So, for the unseen to be made seen or known, physical must take over. So, therefore, government, God has angels who are unseen spirits and human beings of which you are one of them. I said you are one of them. So Satan has demons and he has human beings. Now in the month of June we are going to be looking at the, 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 the um, governmental operations of Satan on earth and of God. You will agree with me that the Bible tells in the book of Daniel chapter 9, uh, chapter, yeah, chapter 10, about an angel called Gabriel. And he told you in chapter 11 about the prince of Persia, Persian kingdom. And he spoke rather at the last of that chapter, the prince of Greece. And he says, the angel who was bringing the, the report to Daniel said, I was bringing you the reports, you know, what you asked from God. But the, the, the prince of Persian kingdom hindered me for 21 days. What does that mean? Don't miss June. Is it a fairy story? Don't miss June in this house. I beg you to serve God with all your heart. Human beings don't have more time on this planet. 
I beg you to, to yourself, God. I will help you to see in the scriptures and in the physical that these things in the scriptures are not stories, but they are real to today. But then if you look at, that reflects an embodiment of angels that are fallen who have been appointed not by God, but by Lucifer, because no angel has appointment on earth except what God has delegated them to go and come back. But when Satan fell, he distributed the government of this world under angels that are fallen angels. And one of them is the prince of Persian kingdom. Can you imagine? How do you know that? Because God was sending a message to somebody on earth who was praying. Okay? And then somebody came and stopped the messenger of God. Who can stop the messenger of God? It's the devil. <laughs> it's the spirit. It's pretty like him. So, and I will help you understand why that happened at that time. And also answer the question, can that happen in this season? I will help you answer that question you see in the Bible. Because some people are still saying that those kind of things, you know, because they happen in the Old Testament, so they happen in this uh, Testament. But I will let the Bible help you to understand the difference between the old and the new. However, in that story, in chapter 11, a reflection of two agents. One agent is a messenger from God sent to the earth to bring the reply of prayer of a saint of God on earth who is making supplication. And that tells you and I that whenever you pray on earth, an angel is sent by God to bring the answer to your prayer, but also help you to understand the question of why have I been praying and God did not answer me. That answer is in that chapter. <laughs> it's in that chapter. We look at it in June. However, it also reveals to you and I that there are some spirits in the air. Alright. That Satan had deployed in the air to try to sabotage every effort of human agents of God on earth. However, beyond that too. If Satan has agents who are assigned to nations and stuff like that, does God have agents? Yes. And Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 answers that verbatim. We look at that critically in the month of June. Month of June, I will take you on a ride to what we call the realm of the spirits. Some of you will access that realm. That's why I began to beg you to serve God with your heart. Because you don't get there because you believe so. You get there because you paid the price to serve with your heart. That's the entrance to the gate. It's not how long I have been a Christian. Now, therefore, because what God revealed to me is so voluminous, it's not what I can cover with you just in this 30 minutes I will speak to you. Let's go further down. So, for the sake of those who are recording, and you ask Apostle that, what is the theme of today's meeting? I will tell you satanic operations of the last, in the last days. Of course, in the prophetic voice ministers meeting on tomorrow, 
I will spend one hour talking about satanic operations in the church of the living God. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, no praise and worship. I come in, we open the service, I start talking. Because, you know, you need knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And knowledge is boldness too. Am I true? And knowledge is faith. Because faith comes by. And what? By? I'm going to Nigeria. If I say this in Nigeria, you will see how they reply me. What's wrong with you British people? I say faith comes by what? And hear it? Okay, you save yourself. I will, I will remain in London. Ah, which one you did? <laughs> Hallelujah. Minister Apostle Williams is part of what is on the ground. Did you see it? Change that background. Give me more beautiful background when you put my name on board. All right, now. <laughs> At least I'm handsome. So don't, don't, don't answer that. My wife and I have been arguing over this issue of handsome or no handsome. Yesterday we had marriage seminar. Where were you? We have been arguing that I'm as, ha- I'm as handsome as handsome. And I told her she has been beautiful as beautiful. But she said, you are looking old. <laughs> I said, who told you that? How can you dare tell me that I'm looking old? She said, your neck. I said, I need to change your glasses. <laughs> Amen. Now, so we're looking at satanic strategy uh, operation in the last days. Write this down. The devil always seeks to control the world. The devil is always seeking to control this world. You know, whoever is on the steering wheel determines where the world will end. If God is on your steering wheel, you will end where he's going because he's the one driving your life. If Satan is on your steering wheel, or man is on your steering wheel, they will take you to their destination. And the Bible says, Jesus said that the hell is prepared for Satan and his angels. So... Woe is the man, or pity is the man, who Satan is in the steering wheel of his life, because he will wake up into an eternity in hell. This is the reason why you must understand these things that I'm sharing with you. Satan seeks to control the world. So if he seeks to control the world, certainly he is by controlling humanity. We agree together? We agree together? Come on, we agree together. Well, never mind, when I move, you can change your, your projector, you can change your stuff so that people can see me up there. So, so if Satan seeks to control the world, I believe we can agree that he will have to take over the judiciary, the legislator, and the executive of the world. Do you agree? Because the judiciary make your laws, and your legislators make your laws, judiciary enforce the law, 
and the executive run the government. Are we together now? I think that tells Christians that they nearly need to pray for anybody who is in those capacity. That the Bible commands us to do so. If you look back to the scripture that I gave you, that's the reason why. Because Satan seeks to control your mind, the mind of your children and your grandchildren. That's the reason why the Bible says, be self-controlled and alert. 1 Peter 5, 8. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to what? To destroy. So the fourth thing we have here that you must do, self-control. That is to control your emotion. That is to put your body at base. When my desire wants to go out of God, and I love what they do in the world, I will control myself that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because the world is controlled by Lucifer. So anything that is introduced in the world, a Christian must make sure you don't do it, neither do you do it to your children who are innocent. If you call your children in the way of the world, it will be hard for them to depart from it. Ha! Let me tell you. If you have more worldliness in you, I beg you, don't make mistake to die. Because there is no mercy for you after death. That's the scriptures. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. But be ye transformed by the renewal of what? Your mind is the battlefield. Your mind is the battlefield. Satan is seeking to control your mind. And God is seeking to control your mind. And God will use all that is in his embodiment or his operation, angels and man, to try to influence your mind According to God, Satan will use also all demons and human beings to try to sabotage that and divert your mind to the world system. That's the reason why the Bible says that whoever loves the world, the word of God, the love of God is not in him. Therefore, that you just say be self-control. And then number two, alert. Then number three, he says, resist the devil. <clears throat> Him standing firm in your faith. Standing firm in your faith. Self-control, alert, and resistance. So you have self-control, you have a lot, and you had resist him. Now these words that we are speaking about, we are talking about, can you show me self-control please? Where is it? Have you seen him before? 
So it's on sin. Can someone show me where Allah is? Where is it? Can you show me resistance? Now, let me tell you. All these three elements live in the mind of man. It's occasioned by the mind of man. A mind that is weak cannot resist temptation. Okay? A mind that is weak, no matter how much you pray fast, you cannot control yourself. When an adulterer corners you in a room, you will have committed adultery. Because you are weak in your mind. So, to be self-controlled is a decision of the mind because it's invisible. To be alert, to be vigilant. So that you are talking to somebody that the person has a different idea. Girls who are deceived into rape, if they were vigilant, they would never get to the position where they be raped. But they were not vigilant. A boy invited you to come and visit him. And you're a girl, you went. Oh, we go to the same church. You'll be shocked that church has nothing to do with absurdity. Oh, I trust him. You have been told, seldom set your foot in your neighbor's house. In this church, you have been taught, arm's length. A boy and a girl, arm's length. Listen to me. Self-control, alert, and resist. Huh? Oh, a friend of yours said, come, let's just visit a friend of mine. And you're a girl. You didn't ask, is he a boy or a girl? And you said, let's go. And she is going to visit her fornicator partner. Okay? And you are a girl in church. You want to have friends who are in the world, of course, you should. But then you are told not to do what they do. Ignorantly, you followed. And when you entered there, a man opened the door for you. And as a Christian girl, you don't recognize that. You need to stop at that door and say, sorry, God bless you, I'm going. And you go back to your house. I said, I mean, there's no problem. How are you? You sat down. He sat, she sat down with the boy who is the fornicator partner. What do you think would be the next move of Satan? They will fix you up with a friend of the other boy. They will have arranged for the other boy to come because he is coming to be engaged with his usual business or her usual business, rather, I'm talking about. And then before you know it, you try to resist a bit, but your mind is weak. And that which you detest, they introduce you to it and sorrow fills your heart as a Christian. Because your mind is weak. I use those things because they are most common among people. What about when you have sexual intercourse with somebody? What are the dangers coming June? But one thing you will agree with me is this, that you have heard about people talk about soul ties, isn't it? Aha. Let me even read this to you. It's a, it's a sidetrack, but let me read it to you. Maybe you don't understand. 
A marriage where sexual intercourse is stopped, the relationship will be drifted apart in distance because there is no soul bonding. Malachi chapter 2, read from me verse 14. Put it back, Malachi. Malachi, projector. You ask why? It is because the Lord is acting. No, let me read from verse 13 so that you can understand. Verse 13 says, Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and will because he no longer pays attention to your offering or accept them with pleasure from your hands. Go on further. You ask why? It is because the Lord is acting as the witness between you and the wife of your youth your, your, because you have broken faith with her. Though she is your partner, the wife of your married covenant, the next verse, has not the Lord made them one in flesh and his, they are his, yes? And spirit, they are his. He says, in flesh and spirit, they are his. And why one? Because he, God, was seeking godly offspring. So the coming together of a born again and in marriage, give birth to offspring that is godly. So, there are ungodly offspring too. Correct? That is implied terms of it. Now, let me now show you. So here we recognize that God said, when they are in marriage, they are His. And God is seeking for godly offspring. That is sexual intercourse that will bring out children that are godly from birth. Okay, now let me help you know this. Go to First Corinthians chapter, chapter um, uh, 7. You know, it's because uh, some of you didn't attend me. Yeah, chapter 11. Chapter 11. Okay, yeah, okay, 7, sorry. Now, you see, this, okay, let me read it. Now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. The next verse, please. But since there is so much immorality, that is people having sexual intercourse and they have not married. Okay. Now, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Okay, so if we don't have any scripture anymore, the implied terms of this remains. The implied terms is that you cannot have sexual intercourse with somebody that you are not married to. So, do we agree that? Come on now, answer me. Okay, now let's go further. The husband should fulfill his marital duty, which is sexual intercourse, to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. Okay, now look at the next verse. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. It is with your wife you share your body. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but to his wife. Now, further. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourself to prayer. Okay? It says then, come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you. So you can't be in a marriage and be fighting a warfare of depriving one another of sexual intercourse. You are a grievous sinner before God, and you will be punished. You can't escape punishment when you deliberately sin before God. Then it says here, Then come together again, so that what? What is that? What is that? Am I hearing people up there reading? 
Okay, those of you up there, read that scripture. That verse. Do not. Excuse me, I leave you guys. I'm going to Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> Pastor Billy is hearing me. If these people didn't read the Bible, I'm going to Cote d'Ivoire straight away. Because I'm sure when I say read, écoutez, répétez, French, they just read it loud. Huh? Let's read the scriptures together. Do not. Uh huh. Who should not? 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 And you said you are a woman of God, your husband needed you sexually for one month, for three months, you are, you are fasting. Then the devil will arrange a woman for him. And you blame him for it? You are jointly culpable. Or you are a man, the same thing you do to your wife. And then somebody, Satan arranged a man who got closer to your wife at work. And before you know it, the innocent woman is caught up in adultery. Who is guilty? You are guilty, number one, and she is guilty, number two. Who suffers the consequence? Both of you. Because for every contravention of such, a punishment arises. God will forgive when you repent, and so you won't go to hell. But you must be punished. Christians don't know that the sins you commit after you are born again, when you commit sin deliberately, God has no option but to ensure that you are punished. Really, the devil is there to make sure you are punished. But when you are punished, when you cry to God, God can, you know, reduce the sentence. But you can't escape it. Because God is God. And many Christians are suffering for what they have done, but they don't understand. They are burning the devil. The devil is just happy that he's an ignorant. He will carry on his job. As long as you are by the devil, no problem. The devil will continue to do his job. Until the day you learn that you need to ask God for mercy for what you have done. Am I with you? You know why it seems as if I'm diving into this? We had my seminar yesterday. Where were you? Look at the book of Genesis chapter 2. Go to verse 25. I'm talking about sexual intercourse brings about soul bonding. What do you say? The man, let's read together please. The man and his wife. Uh-huh. And verse 24. I want to read aloud. Shall we together? And if you put this together with the Malachi I read to you, it said they are one in flesh because God is seeking godly offspring. And let me end up this chapter with the chapter 7 of First um, Corinthians. Let's go further. It says, do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time, so that Satan will not tempt you because you lack self-control. You remember self-control? I said, is in your mind. 
Yes? Okay, go ahead, please. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all men were as, as I am, but each man has his own gift from God. One has one gift, another has another gift. You cannot force a person to celibacy because God didn't give it to everybody. So many people. Those that God gave the gift to be celibate, they have strange manifestation of God's power. And God did that because their job calling by God is such that they will not be able to keep a family. <coughs> so they are celibate. I have a spiritual mother who was called to be celibate. I inherited her. It's my spiritual mother. We'll talk about that some other time. Maybe in the month of June. Look at the next verse. Now, to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I am. However, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to bond with, with passion. Now, I'm talking about spirit bonding now. This is where I'm going. All right? To the married, I give this command. Not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband. But if she does, I think this is not married seminar. I will not be pulled into it. I answered some questions on marriage seminar yesterday. Can a Christian divorce? Should a Christian divorce? Go and listen to the tape. If she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband and a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest I say this, not I, no, but sorry, I say this, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and he is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has what? Let's read that verse. Read it again. Say it again. Read on. Now, the word sanctified means set aside or made holy, dramatically. So, if I was married, and before I was married, I was an unbeliever, and then I gave my life to Christ, and my wife decided not to accept Jesus, but she wants to live with me at peace. Because I am made holy by the blood, if I have intercourse with her, she will be made holy. This is the Bible, not Apostle Williams. Are you understand that sanctification is a function of the spirit? Show me sanctification. It's spiritual. So it means that 
If I, as a child of God, have intercourse with my wife, who is not a child of God, she's a, she, let me say that she's a green prophetess, that she's a priestess of Baal, she's a witch. That will make you understand. For those of you in Africa, she's mommy water. Because Africa is crazy about mommy water. I don't know where they got this stuff from. If not from the devil, the deceiver himself. Hello. She's half man, half fish. Caribbean, they call it Mamed. Isn't it? Okay, so now. And England call it Mamed too. Alright, so she's a Mamed. The Bible tells me, because I married her before I was born again. I didn't go to make a choice of her after I've been born again. Because if you choose as a Christian to marry a non-Christian, you cannot deprive Satan from being your father-in-law. It's your decision. I don't understand. You put your head there, you have to die there. Okay? So, so if my having intercourse with my wife, who is unborn again, can sanctify her, it's only spiritual. It's because some deposit in my spirit passed into her body. And that will make her sanctified. So that she can give back to godly offspring. That will not change her character. It will not remove demons from her. Understand that. <coughs> she will still go to the, so the um, uh, your demon meeting tomorrow. And get possessed with the devil. And be prophesied by Satan. That sanctification, therefore, is for the purpose of Malachi chapter 2 to be fulfilled. That we will give birth to godly offspring. Don't think that's salvation. It's not salvation. Alright? So also, you know, the girls, they call my water girls. The witches of England. White witches, or yellow witches, or red. All the satanists of America. They have girls. If they have intercourse with you once, they pass demons into you. Because spiritual principle. So if you are born again, and you are not married to them, all right, and you have sex with them, from that day, demons enter your body. You don't have to believe this. It is so. The reason why many Christians have complications in life, those demons dwell in your body, because your spirit that is saved, your body is not saved. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Whoever you present your body is the one that occupies your human body. Are we together? So, if the spiritual in the Bible is so, then demons, it's very easy. Anybody who has a mother girl before, a witch, same thing, if a wizard sleeps with a Christian woman, he will pass demon into that woman immediately. By one contact. And when demons enter into a territory, you will try hard to remove them. Especially when you give that territory to them by spiritual contravention. You will be pretty serious. I mean, your fasting onto your belly will reach your back. Oh yeah, you will suffer serious for it. Because you have to now present that body so that that body can be purified only by the fire of the Holy Spirit. But it cannot come in and come out. No, 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 no. no. It has to serve there for a while. The Bible says so. 
for a while. And that's suppose somebody who that happened to him and then you began to cry and then you lost your salvation. You didn't recognize that what have I done? And then you repent. Even that is the fastest one, and you repent. You know that you will lose your peace for a while, and the process of your sanctification will take a while because of the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death. You remember I taught you about that, the two laws that governs the demonic world and God's world. Yes? Come on out. Say amen. Let me give you a little bit more information about this. We're looking at satanic strategies in the last days. So you will agree with me therefore that what I read to you as in the scriptures, which you need to have, they are all spirits, spiritual. Why did Peter say, be self-controlled and alert, resist the devil? Because 2 Chronicles chapter 10 verse 36 says, For though we live in this world, we do not war, wage war as the world does. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. They have divine power to demolish stronghold. We demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience. <clears throat> Put me all these scriptures together. Put them together, please. On the screen. You look at that scripture very, very briefly. Can a Christian overcome the, the deception of Satan? Yes. Self-control. Allah. Be a vigilante. Hmm? Joseph is one of the examples we are going to look at. When the woman cornered Joseph, and without evidence, that if Joseph committed the act, there is no evidence, <clears throat> except the woman herself. No weaknesses. Joseph said at the age of 17, for me to do this and sin against the Lord, I will not. That is mine, said so, someone says to me that, you know, I try to resist, I cannot resist. It's a lie. It's a lie. If they miss concussion and put it on the ground and say to you that you, you like to die, drink this one time and you will die. I'm sure that you will not go and carry it and drink. Because you know that you carry it and drink, there is no medical solution. You just get ready to go. It's a lie. It's a matter of make up your mind. Why don't you go and get a, an axe and cut somebody's head? You won't do that. You won't do that because you decide not to do so. So same thing with everything. The Bible says, my, my son, when sinners entice thee, consent thou not, do not consent. So that's what it says, the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons. They, they are not abuses. You know, malice. They are weapons of Satan. Backbiting, frontbiting. He says, on the contrary to the devil... They have divine power. Your will has divine power. Your decision has divine power. When you decide, it, ha it has retrospective effect in the spiritual. Your decision 
is what brought you to where you are today. For the things of the world, don't you understand therefore? If you turn that decision to the things of God, it will work for you. Decision is very important. It says our decision have divine power to destroy everything the devil can throw at you. You can handle it only by decision, but it must be channeled through God, the word of God. A Bible practitioner, let me help you know this. It's your decision that made you your career person. But that decision was followed with serious efforts. Some of you will not sleep all night because of that effort that follows your decision. You are the one who willingly decide to follow your decision and you will torture your body, deprive yourself of sleep day and night because you want to achieve what you have decided. Business, you can't sleep until you get solution. Many students, I remember the time that I, would, I, would, I didn't sleep for, for uh, 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 three days. Reading, reading, reading for three days. Sleep cannot come. I have bundles to write when I was doing my LLM. Bundles to write. And it's happened again you know, in some of my, my, my courses. Information were being downloaded to me. And so I want to put them together. And I have, I have, I have submission day. It happened to you. Now, if we can so much because of our decision to attain human heights and we pay the price, how can we give excuse to the things of the Spirit? That's why they did not carry divine power. Christians, no power. Much out, but Satan come. He pray, 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 pray over a demon possessed for days, and the demons is just messing up. No authority. Because you understand this. Why are many Christians like that? Your enemy, the devil. You can put your bones into useless things, he will not hinder you. Turn it to something that will last you forever. You will see opposition seriously. Somebody needs to know that you have divine power. Divine power will break any coalition against you. Whether it is human coalition or Satan coalition. It will break it. I'm in the office. They gang up against me. Three days. That ganging will, will, it will me- They will find their way. They will find their way. We have divine power. We can control the parliament. And we have done it from here. It works. We can control nations. From here we did. It works. Uh-uh. Your will generates divine power. Don't, don't allow, I don't want any one of you in this church to be a wimp. Devil mess you around. Give him fire for fire. Stand against him. Tell him. Somebody will have to quit. And I'm not the one who will quit. Hey, apostle. Forget apostle. If you have problem and you are thinking apostle in the morning, we come and we, I will go to apostle in the morning and that night the Lord take me home. Yeah. If that is you, you will come and flow and have gone with my master. Your will has divine power. You, my son and I was we were discussing yesterday for a while and it was a very good discussion. Because he's a good encourager like me too. You know, when he saw people you know, because in the field of medicine now, the route he has gone after his cardiovascular science to medicine has given him broad international knowledge. Very broad international knowledge. And he sat with me and telling me that, look, Dad, do you know that there are many routes to become a medical doctor? 
I began to explain it to me. I said, all the youths here, I want you to come and educate them. He says, it's cheap. Many used to become a medical doctor. But many people don't understand this. If you go to medical, if you do your A-level, and they say you are not qualified, or you, your, the choice you wanted, they didn't give you, you want to be a medical doctor, you can still go and become a medical doctor. Not a medical doctor, a professor of medicine. You can. But it's your will. Okay? He was encouraging somebody who was, who was doing, a, a, what do you call it now, um, the, uh, this care assistant or so? Care assistant. Yeah, care, health care assistant. And he told that person from health care assistant, you want to be a doctor, take this course, this route. Give him the information. Give that person information. You can do this and you go to this, you go to this, you go to this. By the end, you are a doctor. From health assistant. Care assistant. Okay. So, that is interesting. So, this is where my discussion with him now coming. Why that is great. You can become anything you want to become. But what about capacity of the man? So we're now discussing capacity. Can capacity, is capacity inborn? Or is capacity educated? Or could capacity be made? That's why I came in. Everyone who studied jurisprudence will understand what I'm talking about. If you did jurisprudence as a cause in, in law, some people are born with it. But some people are made into it. And some people, you know, they acquire it. Some people in primary school are very dull. Something took place between the period of secondary school and they became genius. They were the last in class. We looked at people running race. Somebody marathon. Somebody will break the. He will run through and, and make it. Another person will run, just looking at the rope, and his body will give up. Okay. And then suddenly things will be happening. People are shining them up. When he looks at people shining up, up something will develop inside him. That is will. I can't put these people to shame. He will now move until he breaks the rope. But what about the other people who ran at a distance and then they got tired. They got tired like the other one. And then they wanted to go forward and they crashed to the ground. And they landed in the hospital. And there's something he said to me that Einstein said he failed 99 times before he got one result. So 99 times he failed, and the last one he got the result. So when my son said that, it calls for a good thought. So does that mean that people who have will, you only need to recognize that this is my goal, and I will get there whatever it takes me. It can take some people five years. It can take you ten years, but you get there. Look, this is Reverend Josephine Collier. She's doing Thanksgiving today. Baby. She wrote me in the night, and I read it in the midnight. She said, we are coming today to do Thanksgiving. 
All right? And she told me the Thanksgiving of the family, you know, all the children and stuff. But her own Thanksgiving is that when I began to go into law and I was speaking about law, you know the way I speak about law, everybody wants to be a lawyer, isn't it? <laughs> if that's just what I achieve, is enough for me. I'm a qualified uh, lawyer by qualifying everybody. I don't have to go and price anywhere. Now, she decided <clears throat> to go and do LLB after I finished my LLB. So I told her, you can go for it. She went for her LLB. She was finishing. She told me that, Apostle, what will I do after LLB? I said, what will you do? Continue. <laughs> what will I do with it? Many things, including teaching your church. She said, okay, daddy. She went on. And then she went to my school. You understand? And then she said, okay, what can I do? If you are old, before you went into law, the easiest thing you can do is arbitration. And you become money. You make money. I won't take you much aggro. I'll be coming in to a barrister. Arbitrator is crazy. Mediation. You do one day mediation, you will collect at least 750 pounds. And it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you are good in arbitration and it gets you into the wings, if you, you can make 1 million, 2 million, 1 million, 3 million in one case. You only need to hit it. No sweat. So she continued. She now went to do LLM in arbitration. These are testimony. Daddy, I will finish my LLM in arbitration next year when I'm 70. This is my baby. <laughs> That's where I'm going. So old men can still be shattered lawyer. <laughs> she started in her late 60s. She's finishing her LLM at 17. If there is a will, there is a will. <laughs> of course, when she was very young girl, she got first class in her degree. If there is a will, there is a way. Listen to me. So there are four. If you will for God, there is a way to the spiritual. All of us can. We can bust the brains of Satan because your weapon has divine power to demolish every thought of Satan, every stronghold of the devil. We, he says, not I, demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against who? The knowledge of God. You can deal with the devil, man. Everything the devil incited you to do in your family, you can say no to the devil. You can say no. You who are children can say no to the devil because Satan wants to wreck your bright future. He will want you to follow them. When the Bible says you are a peculiar people, come on now. Turn your face away from the deception of Satan. We give you temporary enjoyment. Save your head from failure and shame. Commit yourself to God. A short time, He will pay you. He will reward you. You can demolish every struggle and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and will take captive every thought, making it obedient to Christ. I want to stop here. I have many more to tell you. But you see, let me just give you an insight.
about this. First Chronicles 21, go and read it from verse 1. We're going to look at that. We're going to be looking at characters who are mighty in God and Satan brought them down. And the first one that we're looking at is that First Chronicles 21, verse 1. The Bible says, and Satan incited. What are you doing? First Chronicles. Shall we read together? Satan rose up. Uh-huh. Look at verse 7. What does he say? Uh-uh. Is that, does that validate what I was telling you? King David goes anointed. King David got King David so highly till today in heaven. But in his earthly region, Satan incited him. I want to look at your thoughts today. Is it an incitement from the devil? What you are thinking to do tomorrow to somebody, to yourself? Is it, how do you know whether it is of the devil? Every knowledge against God is of the devil. I just read to you. If Satan can incite a whole David, and then God did not say, I spare you, David, because you are a man after my heart, and God punished him. Where will you and I escape to if we allow that devil to incite us? We can't escape it. We can't escape it. You know what? Because you did not come to Mary Seminar yesterday, let me read to you one more scriptures. Today is last Sunday, isn't it? I can't hear you. What do you come to church to do? Worship God. And after worship what? Hear God. Those of you upstairs, what do you come to church to do? Say loud. And then, downstairs, what do you come to church to do? And then, I think I will come and make my altar up there so that I will start a new church up there. Because I couldn't hear your voices. And I think, you know, you guys are so powerful. You are, you are many there. How many new cross are upstairs there? Let me see you shout. Aha! How many cathedrals are up there? Ah. New cross church. Okay, how many new cross church are up there? Look at you, look at you. Jog, jog, my friend, go. You saw, you saw, you saw, you saw Cathedral now that they are firebrand. Are they not? Yeah. They are firebrand. When I say New Cross, you know, because you are general headquarters, God deliver you. I saw my New Cross, they there. You see them. Okay, Cathedral, let me know that you are there. Look, though you are general quarter, but cathedral has to teach you. He said, no. No, 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 no. They are there. Look at them, look at them, look at them, look at them, look at them. <laughs> I can't hear them. Is the old time religion you are in? Okay, how many new cross there say hallelujah? Ah, don't answer them. They are too spiritual. <laughs> They are too spiritual. <laughs> oh my. Satan will not get any one of you. 
The agenda of the kingdom of hell shall fail over you. It will fail over your life. It will fail over your marriage. It will fail over your business and your destiny. Look at that scripture, Genesis chapter 3. We will naked the devil. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the tree of the garden, in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the fruit in the, uh, from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die so let's read what satan said together shall we stop is that not thought contrary to god so what was Eve supposed to do casting down every vein and every thought that exalts himself. So if Eve had known, she would have done what? Said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you. How many thoughts have Satan suggested to your mind that you accepted? Look, anything that will give you that will create quarrel, that will give you sadness, sorrow, after conducting the act. Don't you know it's from the devil? It's from the devil. But one more important lesson here. Where was this man who God gave the woman to? God created the man, took the woman from the rib, and gave the woman to the man. Take care of her. And God said to the man, this is your co-helper. Okay? Best fitting helper. Where did the man go that day? That he did not take his beloved along. Why should you come to church? Your husband is at home. Your wife is at home. What do you leave her at home for? Why do you take decision in your marriage? And your wife doesn't know. Your husband doesn't know. And you are making decision with another person. Many I know in the country who did that, they have monies that are stuck in all over the world. Their wife doesn't know, but they are concubine name, and the man died. One of them, the concubine phoned the, one, the wife at home and said that, you know, I have been a concubine, and I've had, uh, your, your husband had fathered how many number of children, maybe three or so. He said, but your, your, our husband have nine billion in an account and i don't want to be unfaithful and the husband is a pastor and the concubine is a member of the same church i was in the paper in nigeria i want to be holy so we will share the money i don't want to take it alone can you a smaller devil calling a bigger devil <laughs> Now let me tell you this. Those of you who are married. Anytime this is absent in your life, 
Go back. Don't worry. Don't let my... The people of there are seeing my head here. Put my face there. Put the scriptures there. You know that I didn't know that I didn't have hair here until this. <laughs> These projector people, they are the ones who let me see the back of my head. Can you imagine? I used to have Afro there. I didn't know when the whole Afro disappeared. <laughs> Except these projector people, <laughs> they, will, they will expose anything you are. And that's how angels are recording us too, <laughs> for the end time. Okay, don't show my back head again now, for today. Show it next Sunday. <laughs> Excuse me, if you come next Sunday and you see that it looks black, don't ask me what I did. All of you have been seeing advertisement on the BBC, how to just make your something go away. Maybe I will go and uh, do what the Jews are doing. At least I'm a bishop. I will be putting the cap, bishop. <laughs> now, let me tell you this. The unity of husband and wife is the best lesson of that scripture. God gave Adam the wife. The day Adam left the wife, Satan took over the mind of the wife and wrecked both Adam and Eve. Because he was not there with him. Because if he was there, when Eve gave that reply, Adam would have said to the devil that you just lied. We are image of God. Because when the woman was lied to, you know what Satan said? You will not surely die, the serpent said. Because, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like, like God, knowing good. God doesn't want them to know evil because Satan is the one who created evil. Are you with me? And I told you, the three pillars that hold marriage and give success and peace of mind to your grave. Transparency, collaboration, cooperation. Stand upon your faith. We're going to pray that God will give us insight into the mystery of the kingdom of God. Shall we begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. That God will give you insight into the mystery of the kingdom. The Bible says it's unto you to have the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom. Why should you be having problem? Why should you be having quarrel about with everybody around you? Why should you be living a life of frustration? Satan is somewhere prowling around looking for someone to devour. Why should people be praising God and you keep quiet in the church? The devil is trying to get your mouth. Lift up your voice unto God of heaven. Thank him for his word. And ask him for insight. 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 That every trick of Satan will not overcome you. Any of his tricks. Oh Lord my God.
Father, now begin to pray that the Lord will empower your spirit and your mind. Deliver our mind from the tricks of Satan. Empower our heart with your zeal. Ability that we have received. Help us to say no to the devil. Tell the Lord to give you grace. Grace to obey God. It pays. It's without regret. And if you have disobeyed and you are in regret now, you can still come back to God and be forgiven. And it can restore your life because it's God of faithfulness. If that is you, tell the Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. I repent unto you now. I ask you for your mercy. Don't leave this place with a guilt. It comes from the devil. Tell the Lord, I am sorry. I surrender my life to you. Speak to God. Lord, I thank you. I give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. I come against every manipulation of hell. The Bible says, The carry prisoner shall be set free. Everyone that is under my voice, locked up in the prison of Satan. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. Every chain of the devil. Deception of hell. Every spirit assigned against people under my voice. Who have been manipulating human mind to, 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 to derail them. I stand in Christ in God and declare your service is over. Over that life, those lives, your service is over. I terminate your control. I bind you and cast you back to hell in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold of the devil be set ablaze in the name of Jesus Christ. Sickness, vanish in the name of Jesus. Infirmity, die in the name of Jesus. Pains, go in the name of Jesus. Fever, be removed in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, you are made whole. By the blood of Jesus, you are made whole. I say by the blood of Jesus, you are made whole. Be free in the name of Jesus from infirmity and sickness. Be healed in the name of Jesus. We have a few days to go. God said this is the month of ease. If you have been struggling, receive ease in the name of Jesus. If you have been waiting on God, I say your answer will come before the end of this month. The last few days remaining in May will attend before God. I say unto you, let result come from heaven. Let result come from heaven. Father, we plead in the name of your Son. Every request that your people have placed before you, 
It is written in the book of Joel. The Lord will send a reply. Send reply, O God. Lord, send reply, O God. Let each person receive the reply of what he has asked you. For God, you are not a man that you should lie, or a son of man you change your mind. For this reason, Jesus was manifest. The Bible says to destroy the works of the devil. Every work of Satan in the life of every individual. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said, I will go before you and level the mountain. I command mountain be leveled. I command valleys be exalted. Highway to be made for everyone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The power to live with God and to live in God be set up within you in the name of Jesus. Those whose morale have been killed, whose hope have been shattered, <clears throat> you are restored in the name of Jesus. You will go out in joy. You shall be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. In this week you are going into favor shall go before you. I say you will find favor before God. The day Bartimaeus found favor, his name was changed from blind Bartimaeus to the miracle Bartimaeus. So it shall be unto you. As you enter the month of June, it is the month of signs and wonders. Signs and wonders will welcome you in the month of June. Our unexpected manifestation will welcome you in the month of June. There will be transformation and translation over your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. The Lord will cause the storm to go before you and remove all the debris before you. In the name of Jesus Christ, yours will be delightful land. Yours will be delightful land. I send my word ahead in the name of Jesus. It is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. As I plan, says the Lord, it shall be. I said the plans of God for you will be in the month of June. The purpose of God for you shall stand in the month of June. You will suffer from migraine. You are here in the name of Jesus. Migraine vanish in the name of Jesus Christ. In Him we live. In Him we move. And in Him we have our being. You are victorious. Thank you, Father. Glory be your name. If there is somebody here who wants to accept Jesus, I want to put your hand on your chest. You have been rebellious against the Lord. You have followed friends and gone in a wicked way. You want the life of God, which is a life that is smooth in the Spirit of God. A life that is filled with joy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, whoever come to me, no way will I cast out. You come back home today, daughter. You come back home today, son of God. Read this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart 
that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. I confess with my lips, Jesus, come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. Forgive me all my sins. I rededicate my life to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Be Lord over my soul. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. If you are reading that prayer for the first time, I would like to meet with you. When we close, just come forward here to me. If you have gone away from the Lord and you have asked the Lord to come back, I welcome you back in the house of God. Let me tell you, the plans of God for every man is perfect. You cannot miss it unless you are dead. Which means, if you, by ignorance, walked away from God, alright, the day like this day, that you remember to come back to God, if you do that with a sincere heart, there is an indemnity for you, which says in the word of God, the Lord will restore the years the locusts have it. And God will restore you. But you need to come to Him. But for those of you who are standing by Him, why should we allow Satan to laugh at us? By obeying Him. And by so giving room to the devil, you and I are going to make our mind up that come rain, come sunshine, we will make sure that we submit to God's counsel. Even if it costs and it pains you, no pain, no gain. For all things work together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. No matter how old you are, you can still make it. You can see what? Make it. There's a song I told the choir not to sing at the beginning of this service. I think they will sing it to you now as an anthem. Let me tell you something. If a woman of 70 can graduate in her LLM at 70, okay? So you can still do whatever God, good thing that God had written concerning you. You, with cooperation with God, all things are possible. You can create your kingdom around you and dictate how your life will go against every order of the devil. I look at your faces. You will see me physically fully back in the month of June with your great signs and wonders. You will have a testimony, I say. God hasn't given up with you. He cannot give up with you. In the month of June, the Lord will visit you. Let me say this. I know they will do the announcement later. In this church, God instructed Apostle Williams to gather ministers. Tomorrow is one Monday of it. And, you know, impact them. It's not just teaching. It's impartation. Okay? No one can give what he has not received. I cannot show you road if I don't know where I'm going. Neither can I show you how to prosper if I have not prospered. It's not by theory you prosper. It's by lifestyle. 
Now, if you know, every mem- it's open to every member of CFT Church because I don't know whether it's within the few months, whether it's going to be the end of the year or next year, but I know that in a, in a short time, as God has told us, this show will just boom, explode all over the place. And we will need pastors. We will need teachers. We will need apostles. We will need prophets. We will need evangelists. So I have a mandate to prepare young people, old people, very old before they go to their grave as ministers of God. So tomorrow you are free to come to that meeting. Be happy to come to that meeting. You don't have to be ordained to be there. All right. So that what I teach and impart to those who are fully ordained, you will receive the same impartation. That program will not be on YouTube and it will not be on, on Zoom. It's for those who believe they want to go deeper in God. And tomorrow we are reforming the PVM. I need to let you know this. So that I personally will have information about everyone who have said, I want God to use me in the coming revival. I will give this now, take this now to television, so that many people across the nation who want God to use them in the revival will come in. And we will become a formidable army in any nation that we are. You will be amazed how God will use you. One of us gave a testimony on Friday. Sister Constance from Zimbabwe. That is Christ Faith Tabernacle, Zimbabwe. I we together. Sister Constance began to link up with us on the social media. And then when she heard about the, um, the, uh, uh, the, the Shiloh Pillars, the prayer at 10 o'clock every Tuesday. Yes, the Shiloh Pillars, isn't it? She joined the Shiloh Pillars. She will never miss it. Evening prayer, she will never miss it. But you know something recently? She was just sharing the word of God, and the wife of a bishop was there, of Anglican Church. So, you know Bible? No. She, she, I told you that every one of you should go and set up your own pulpit. And the things I teach you, you teach. So she started a, 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 a social media radio broadcast. And the wife of the bishop heard the message and wrote her, Can you come and teach all my Anglican women? You know that platform? She wrote me and said that, Apostle, I'm not ordained. How can I go? Can I go to search? I said, What are you talking you are there already. The things you have had me teach, entrusted in the hands of others. And let me tell you, she went, she ministered. Currently, another radio station has invited her to be speaking to the whole of Zimbabwe. She's a member, not physical touch like you see me. The same platform I announced, and she got the vision. You were on that platform. Why somebody may be waiting here that they didn't ordain me? Somebody already, who will not ordain her? She has been revealed. She has been revealed. Ordination is not decoration. It is certification of what you already are manifesting. That's ordination. That's ordination. In CFT, we don't ordain people because they show obeisance. If anybody thinks so, Satan got your mind. Apostle Williams don't ordain people because, oh, they are showing obeisance. I don't see you physically. I don't know what you do physically. 
But when I look at you by the grace of heaven upon me, I can penetrate your spirit. God gave that to me because of my calling. And when God tells me to ordain you, I don't ask questions from any ordinant. That's why I don't interview ordinant or ask them questions. The, the God of heaven said, I, I ordain that person, I will call you out and ordain you. But when I ordain you, then the mantle is in your hand. And the God who gave the ordination is your judge, not me. What I have to do among you is to live that kind of life that you will have no excuse. And anybody who follows Christ must follow me as I follow Christ. So simple. That's why in this church, you know, a person may be here for 35 years and that doesn't mean they should ordain you at all. Who oh, have been serving in the choir for 45 years. That is where God wants you to serve. The day that God says, ordain, ordain you. If God didn't say, somebody came yesterday and God said, ordain this, I will appoint that person, ordain him. That is God for you. And that's how CFT operates. I know of you, I need to tell you all, all of you that so that you understand that there is no such a thing as politics or bureaucracy in CFT. It does not exist. It cannot. If when, I, when my time is over to go into glory, before my eyes, I, I will have seen my replica manifest, and you will approve that is my replica. Because all the grace in me will be in that person. He's the one who will take over my position in Christ's tabernacle. This is an apostolic, prophetic church. And so I'm telling you this, wake up now. Every one of you, Sister Constance, can give herself, and the whole nation is now listening to her. How many months has she joined us? Years, really. You can do better. I say you can do better. And God bless you. Please be seated. Pastor Josiah, please, I offer it. I want you to sing. When trouble. Amen. Amen. Let us prepare for our tithes and offerings. Prepare for your tithes and offerings. The details of our accounts is shown on the board. While you are doing that, I would like to read from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse 10 and 15. Then celebrate the festival of weeks to the Lord your God. By giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. Verse 15. For seven days celebrate the festival to the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the works of your hands. 
and your joy will be complete. Amen. I want you to pray over your offerings. That scripture says that every week you should have a reason to celebrate. Every week you should have a reason to celebrate. So thank the Lord for giving you the uh, means and the source to rejoice every week. Pray over your tithes and your offerings. Let us pray. Our God and our King, we thank you, Lord Almighty God. In our hands is our offerings and our tithes, as you have commanded. We ask you, Lord Almighty God, you who have given us the ability to rejoice every week, reason to celebrate every week. Father, Lord, we have brought everything together, the week one, the week two, week three, week four. All the celebrations of this week, we have brought it today. And we are saying thank you, Father. Let our offerings and our tithe be acceptable unto you. Thank you, Lord our God. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we have prayed. Amen. Can we rise, please?
one wants him. Okay, Pastor, just say a prayer of our offering and then you take the answer. Amen. Um, the song we're going to sing um, is called You Are Worthy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it just speaks about the glory of God and how worthy He is of our praise. And we pray that as we minister, it will remind you of how good and how amazing God is, even throughout the month of May, how amazing He, is, he has been and how worthy He is of our praise. We pray that you're blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
can we all rise as we pray? Our God and our King, we have just declared that you are a worthy God. Thank you for your blessings over our lives. According to your scriptures that we read, you say your expectations of us is to have celebrations every week. And when we bring such thanksgiving to you, it becomes an holy offering. We ask you, Lord Almighty God, let your holy fire come down and accept these offerings. We ask you, Lord Almighty God, touch every lives. As we go into a new week, go ahead of us and level every mountains. Let it be a glorious week. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we have prayed. Amen. Can we be seated, please? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, the day is still young, isn't it? Can I hear a loud shout of praise to the Lord God Almighty? Our God is awesome. I'd like to warmly welcome anyone who's joining us for the very first time today. If this is your first time at Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral, can I ask that you please stand wherever you are? If you're joining us for the very first time today, please stand. would like to warmly welcome you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome to Christ's You are welcome. You are Indeed, you're welcome to Christ's Faith Tabernacle, where the Lord himself is building overcomers for tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. The ushers would have given you a welcome pack. How about that? We've resolved not to hand back or ask you to stop over the, on, the back, on the way out. We're giving it to you in person because we have been set free, sir. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the ushers would have given you a welcome pack. And in the pack, there are details about Christ's way tabernacle. And please, there is a form in there. Please complete the form and leave it behind with our shares on your way out. And would like to know how we can be a better blessing to you. Thank you very much for joining us today. We know some have come to celebrate with others. The sound of rejoicing will not cease in your camps. Please be seated. Thank you very much. You're warmly welcome. Praise the Lord. Well, I'd like to remind us that Hope Group today, 7 p.m., and we'll be reflecting on the book of Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. That's our reflection for today's Home Group. Um, And for those who are probably sensitive to that, if you know exactly what Isaiah 55 says, Apostle was praying this afternoon after after his sermon, and he quoted from Isaiah 55. That's our reflection for today. If you, if, if, if you please, at the different home groups at 7 p.m., remember our home group is one hour, um, and then break bread in your homes as well. But we're having daily prayers at 11 p.m., so 11 p.m. on Zoom, 
We'll be on the Zoom, YouTube as well, or free conference call. Please join us. If you like details of co- to connect to the, to the Zoom or indeed YouTube or free conference call, please send an email to admin at cftchurches.org. 11 p.m. on a daily basis, with the exception of Wednesdays when we have 7 p.m. Bible study with Reverend Omar, and then we pray afterwards. So please note that in your diaries. Tomorrow, Apostle has announced 30th. There's PVM meeting at 7 p.m. here at the cathedral. We will also have our 11 o'clock prayers tomorrow evening. Please make a note of that. So whatever you do, don't say, well, I've got, I mean, PVM is not stopping our prayer session. It will be in addition to the double barrel tomorrow. And on Tuesday the 31st, there's JTA here, 8 p.m. Yeah, 8 p.m., JTA meeting. And as well, because it's JTA, after the JTA meeting, we'll also be having the 11 p.m. prayers. 8 p.m., yes. 8 p.m. on Tuesday. That's for the JTA. Tomorrow, PVM is 7 p.m. After the service today, we're having a fundraising bazaar for, uh, in support of our fundraising for Ukraine. After the service, please, on your way out, there, is a, there are a number of tables and desks. The funds are going to be directed towards our healthcare support, towards the infrastructure at, at Ukraine. Um, we're working on that. It's not a one-off. We want to build on it, and we want to carry on. This is just the beginning. And we want to support the, our brothers and our sisters in Ukraine. And as Apostle has said, we started praying for Ukraine, and God directed the feet of Ukrainians into, loads of them, into, into, into our church in Berlin. Praise the Lord. So we were praying ahead because we now know that Christ the Tabernacle has a church in Ukraine. I mean, look beyond the present. Praise the Lord. Because God has a plan and He has a purpose. I like to remind jewels in the, or parents, jewels in the crown and the morning stars, meeting next week, Sunday the 5th of June, after the service here at Cathedral. Please note the meetings are once a month on the first Sunday of each month. New joiners, please email admin at cftchurches.org for further details. If you're a new joiner, please email, send an email to admin at cftchurches.org. Um, on the subject of that as well, just before I go into the next one, how many of us were aware that we had a marriage seminar here yesterday? I can see more hands up than those who are here. There are more hands up than those who are here. Don't miss it next time. But I've got good news for you. There's going to be a plan, a whole day marriage seminar coming up shortly. Praise the Lord. So that's the key takeaway. But what, you, what yesterday's one, you would notice it was not online because it was for those who took time to come in. Is that fair? It's happened anyway. <laughs> PVM retreat, 15th to the 18th of August, 2022. A reminder, please, balances of payments are due this month. Um, if you've reserved a space or a place on that at the PVM retreat from the 15th to the 18th of August, 2022. A quick reminder, the balance of payments, balances are due this month. I'd like to invite Deacon Temi to take a, few, a couple of announcements for the light of the world. Am I correct? 
And Brother Toby, please make your way down if you're not down, because he'll take one for the youth. You're there. All right. Thank you. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. And happy Sunday. Um, so just very quickly, this is an announcement for the men's convention coming up um, at the end of June. So to kickstart the convention, we would be having um, a seminar on the 18th of June. And just to give it a bit of context behind the seminar, so it's thriving in a challenging economy. And last week I sort of gave a bit of background, and I think it's worth doing it again, um, just for the purpose of those who were at New Cross last week. So we don't just have seminars just for the sake of it. There's a context and a purpose behind it. Um, and I recalled, um, I, went, I took us back to 2021 when I possibly gave a vision for the next five years, and it gave us a keep scripture, um, Acts 4, verse 32 to 34. I think it's worth noting this very quickly, so just bear with me. Um, so Acts 4, 32 to 34, it says, All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possession was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was powerful at work in them all, that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land and houses saw them, bought the money, sorry, brought the money from the sales. And he gave us seven key points. The first one is building a church with one heart and mind. Number two, building a selfless church. Number three, building a church without a needy person, so every single need must be met. Ensuring needs are catered for. Empowering all members in all areas of grace. Creating an enabling environment for everyone to function and to thrive effectively and reaching to the end of the earth. So the purpose behind this seminar is, is to empower us, is to ensure that we have everything within us so that we can thrive in a challenging economy, particularly with all the challenges that we've got going on at the moment. So effectively... Um, the seminar would cover a number of areas. The first one is going to focus on sustainability leadership, and that's around social and environmental challenges affecting our economy today. So it's about, for example, the shift to net zero. What does that mean for you as an individual? What does that mean for your family? And what does that mean for us as a body of church as well? Um, the second one is about sustainable economic development. So we would be evaluating the development and ensuring how do we, how do we thrive in a challenging economy without damaging the environment or compromising future generations as well, including considerations for a secular economy. Um, number three, we would cover digital economy and the future of technology. So that's effectively understanding the effect of digital, uh, sorry, digitalization on the current, um, on the current economy, um, understanding what that means for businesses, what that means for new markets, and what that means um, for emerging technologies as well. And the last one is navigating career challenges and transitions. So how do you understand how to navigate through complex career growth challenges, personal professional development challenges, planning for your career transitions, and managing challenges that face us in the global economy as well. So um, it's going to be a packed day, actually. So I hope that you would come on the 18th of June, and I'm sure that you'll be richly blessed. So put a date in your calendar, 18th of June. Trust me, the individuals who are coming obviously are going to prepare significantly for this day. So the best thing that we can all do is to make sure that we show up, um, and not just show up, but show up and actually come in so that you can understand and be blessed as well. And um, two more points um, very quickly. So the, the, um, the convention obviously starts, then starts on 
the Monday, the 20th of June, um, from 7, and it's in the evening, um, 7 to 9 p.m. We'll be having an evening rally, and it's on the men who changed their world. And our apostle will be building on what we'd learnt on the 18th of June as well. Um, last point, on Sunday 26th, then we have our annual men's Thanksgiving. Um, so that's on the Sunday, so that's for all men. Um, can I just say, by the way, so the, 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 sorry, the, um, the, the seminar on the 18th, it's not just for men, it's open to the whole church. So men, women, youths, every single person, and I'm sure everyone will be blessed. And just one more point um, for all men in the house, please remember to pay your dues. Um, it's £60 for the year. Thank you very much and God bless you. Pastor Thank you, Dr. Timmy. Good afternoon, church. Just a quick one. Who here is between the age of 12 and 30? Hands up. Just wave them. 12 and 30. <laughs> okay. There's a few of us in here, so when I ask the next question, it should get very loud. Who here is excited for the Youth of Royal Destiny Convention? <laughs> Thank you, choir. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited for the Youth of Royal Destiny Convention as well. So the Youth of Royal Destiny Convention happens once a year. It's a great time for the Youth of Royal Destiny as a youth body to come together, spend quality time with God, and hear what God has for us that, time and that year itself. Um, so I'll give you a few dates. Get your calendars out, please. On the 8th to the 14th of August is the week of the Youth Convention. So if you haven't taken the time off work, do that now. If on the 14th of August, the Saturday, is the Youth Away Day, that's the time where we'll chill. That's what I will say. We'll chill with each other. We go out. We'll play sports. We'll eat. Reverend Oman Apostle join us. We have a laugh. We have a great time. You don't want to miss that. I promise you. So keep that in your day as well. The 14th of August, Saturday. And because you're so excited, I want to keep that momentum going. We have a few events leading up to that. So on the 26th of June, we have a bake sale. Thank you. We don't only have one bake sale, but we have two bake sales. Thank you. On the 21st of July is the second bake sale. Both are on Sundays. So here we'll have bake sales where, even if you're not a youth member, we're including you. Come and buy some cake. Come and buy some meat pie. Come and buy some puff puff. Enjoy yourself. Secondly, <laughs> I mean, this is actually thirdly now if you think about it. On the 17th of July, we have an open mic night. Thank you. So this is calling everyone with a talent. If you're, if you're a singer, if you're a poet, if you're a juggler, bring your talent to the open mic night. Come and, come and show your talent. Come and entertain. And if you would like to... You're a juggler. Wonderful. If you would like to be entertained, come and attend. Be entertained by others. This is on the, on the 17th of July. It will be after service. It will be upstairs. And it will be a great time. And I believe those are the dates you need to keep in your calendar. If you'd like more information, or if you'd like to be a part of any of these events, we have a youth desk in the foyer. So it's not the ones with the cakes today. That's the bazaar. The youth desk, that's not with the cakes come and register your interest. Yeah, register your interest and, and let, let us know if you'd like to be a part of it. Thank you. So the light of the world are so generous, they're going to allow the youth to have a cake sale on the light of the world convention day. Celebrating it together. Well, it's Thanksgiving Sunday. It's Thanksgiving Sunday. 
and we're here to celebrate and thank God for the wonderful things He's done. We've got a number of special thanksgiving. If you've not danced, you will dance now. Praise the Lord. Please welcome with me our Father and the Lord, our Apostle A.T.B. Williams, to conduct our thanksgiving. Amen. So, there are no youths in the, in the, on the seats. Those of you who are 30 years of what age did you call it? 12 to 30, stand up in the up, overflow. Yeah, stand up if you are within 10 and 30. Let me see your faces. Can you imagine? I'm going to start a church for you guys. Uh-uh. So when Brother Toby was saying, what did he say? He said that there will be cake and there will be biscuits. And they showed it here. You didn't say, oh, only these people are saying, oh, here. So if you are used to hearing this, let me hear your voice. Come on, guys. You are the generation we are going to raise to hand the button over to your hand. Make sure every activity in the church, you are engrossed in it. And I thank God because of what God is doing in the youth. Because those who are senior youth, who have left universities, you need to ask them where they are working. They are sky and high flyers in this country. And I want every one of you who are junior youths to look at them, aspire to go beyond them. Because that's your destiny, United Kingdom. Amen. So you your real destiny, say amen. amen. Good. Put your hands together for them. Please, let's take a seat. Shall we rise up together? To, we are going to have a Thanksgiving. You are born in the month of May, a special month of grace. We want to come out. We have, we have three, three Thanksgiving. Yes. I'm going to get all of you who are doing your birthdays to come out. And then I'm going to call those who are having their special birthdays to come out. And then we'll get to be dedication and they will be out of this building. So if you are born in May, wave your hands and let me see. Wow. Come on now.
many of you standing before this altar are celebrating your birthday this month? Raise your hands up. That is interesting. Each one of you before next year must make sure you win a soul at least. That will be your next year's birthday present to the Lord. A soul that you will not I'm not saying you should go and get someone from another church. Go to the streets. Get a sinner who had never known the Lord. That will be your seed of harvest for next year. Both you young people, you talk to your children, you talk to your mates and lead them to Christ. So that next year when you come and stand here, the soul that you want to Christ will stand with you. They will get it now. Lord will bless you for these people. Let me read the scriptures to you. What a season of celebration. This is the month you give ease. And this is the month of their birthday. Psalm 139 verse 13 says, For you created my innermost being and knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are fully your works are wonderful, brother. I know that fully well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth, for your eyes saw my unformed bodies. Lord, we bless your name for these people. Psalm 91 says, Take me to number my days aright. And these people have numbered their days, O God. They have become one year older in the land of the living and one year closer to eternity with you. I pray, Lord, that your mercy that brought them forth will save them through the whole of their journey. I pray that the powers of this age will never be able to deceive any one of them. I say you will not shipwreck. Since the day you were born, Till this day you are standing in the altar of grace. I pray everything that could be found in you that did not come by God of heaven or not having the seal of Jesus Christ be pulled out of you. You leave this altar a brand new person. The purposes for which God has sent you on earth May heaven look down upon your life. And may the Lord God give you provision for fulfillment. I pray for you, whatever you design your heart, in line with the will of God, may heaven action it. As you celebrate today, your day of celebration will never become the day of sorrow. All the plans of the devil over your life or the rest of your life are frustrated. Heaven that have stood by you till this day, in the presence of whom you stand now, even the ancient of days, to give thanks to what he had done, even your birth, it shall come to be. In his presence, glory shall come to you. From his heart, mercy shall come to you. Favor of God will be with you all the days of your life. Your life will go from high to high and from glory to glory. 
nothing will hinder you and no power will be able to hinder you he will guide you all the ways of your life into his perfect plan for you especially those of you who are young you will not misuse in life as god directs you he will establish you firmly and your steps in his way so shall it be with long life the lord will satisfy you and show you his salvation in jesus holy name hold your offering in your hand and present it before the lord let me pray over your offering father this is the holy offering of your holy people this seed they hold in their hand is a token of love to say thank you money cannot buy what you have done for the years they have lived but out of their heart they have presented this before your altar holy father let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice in jesus holy and anointed name we are praying and may this become a memorial offering from you to your god in his presence for the next year in jesus anointed name we pray amen and amen choir sing for them you can put your offering you must not come to the altar for a thanksgiving without a substance of gift in your hand unto god and those of you celebrated with them you come out with them you put an offering on their behalf sing for them what a marvelous god what a marvelous god special thanksgiving as they are singing you come forward to the altar everybody with special thanksgiving 40th birthday 50th birthday just come forward they will do the children's education
got somebody in the house you want to praise God? I'm so glad today for this Thanksgiving. I don't worry if I spend my Sunday in the presence of God because I have spent my Monday to Friday looking for what I will eat. And the last day for me is the last day. So I derive pleasure in coming to the house of God and dancing before the creator of heavens and the earth. When the Lord brought back the captive to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the water course of Negev. For those who sow in tears will come back reaping with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping currency to sow return with singing of joy, carrying sheaves in their hand. And the other scripture says in chapter 127 of the Psalms, Unless the Lord build the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain we rise early in the morning and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to his beloved. Children are heritage from the Lord. You know, when I see these children born in this house, I'm so happy because God gave them to the house of Christ in Tabernacle. I'm so happy because this one, at least I can say 50%, they escaped the devil. And as they are raised in this house, I'm so happy that they are smarter than their counterparts outside there. Not only in the intellectual things, but in spiritual things. And we have seen a good number of children, you know, defiling and, and confounding their primary school teachers. One of them will call a meeting when it's break time. All the children will not go to break because they want to listen to him to preach the gospel in this house in primary school. That the primary school had to call for the parents and the parents call for me. When other children are in gangs, are being abused by Satan, CFT children are not. Are not. 
Every child that God has given to us in this house are signs and wonders in this age. When some are on the streets, they are complaining about how black people are being victimized. Our own are in the city occupying position of authority and ruling the country. That's what's happening in Christ with Tabernacle. And I see my dream fulfilled when people raised in this house will take over the parliament of Great Britain. Yes, from the next election it will begin to happen. Because already we have them taking over the local government and councils now. Now the next thing is into the parliament and the house of lords we have representative. So that the word of God is fulfilled. So when I look at you and the future, I am so happy. We are not one of those that Satan can mess around with. Even our children and the seed in the womb of our women. Glory be to God most high. I receive these children to the household of faith in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father. And the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anointing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anointing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anointing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. When you get to the age of reasoning, you will choose the path of the Lord Jesus. And the Word of God will prosper in your hand. The covenant that Jesus made with me when he appeared to me shall rest upon you. No power under heaven will take you to tribute. Your intelligence, your brain, your body, your structure, your formation, Satan will not be able to touch it. The Bible says the child grew in stature and in the knowledge of God. As you grow in stature daily, you will increase in the knowledge of God. As God said, your heritage, we will hand over to you. In my lifetime, you will manifest. In my lifetime, you will sow on the wing of eagle. In my lifetime, you will rule over this nation. Lord, we bless your holy name. And thank you for all other children who have gone for birthdays. Lord, these children, it's his birthday. Anoint them, Lord. Anoint them, Lord. Who is 40? 40 and 40? Any other 40 here? 40. Yes, you are 40. Lord, 40 is the number of transition. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. At 40, Moses transited from kingship training into the train of shepherd. And after the second 40, he transited into commission. And then he spent another 40, making 120. The ability to fulfill destiny rests upon you. 
May the Lord enlarge your brain and your mind to be able to comprehend what heaven has ordained for you. You will get there in the name of Jesus. Now, those of you who are 41 and 52, because during your birthday, there was COVID lockdown, and I couldn't pray with you. Lord, I anoint your son, because he was 41 years ago, and now he's 41. May grace of heaven rest upon him. And the grace of transition of the age of 40 rests upon you. The Lord make all things beautiful in his time. For your years of locusts have eaten, I call you into harvest of abundance. Everything that you have learned will begin to work good for you. The Lord will uphold you. Set your feet in the path of fulfillment of destiny. In this season, your destiny shall be fulfilled. Lord, your son was 50. In COVID time, he's now 52. Oh Lord, my King, the Lord Almighty has sworn, according to the scriptures, Isaiah 14:24, Surely as I plan, it shall be, as I purpose, it will stand. The plans and purpose of God for you shall not be shifted. As God has called you into the age of eldership, the rest of your life in eldership age, you will spend in good health. The wisdom of eldership rests upon you. The power of insight for old men shall dream dreams rests upon you. May the Lord visit you in dreams and visions. As you have been anointed and ordained as a minister of God, every ammunition you need, every grace you need, every unction of heaven you need to fulfill that calling, I call them to manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. From today, onward ever and backward never. The Lord will arm your limbs with strength and He will arm your hands with victory. The blessings of God come upon you and the entire member of your household. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Lord, I thank you for well-wishers. Everybody who have come out to... There is a sister that was sitting in front there that I have not prayed for. Where is she? Huh? She came with somebody. Oh, but then why was she sitting in the front? The front is for candidates. Huh? I'm not talking about son. I'm talking about a lady who was sitting here. She's not a candidate. So next time, ushers, anybody who is not the candidate should not sit in the front. So that I will not be misled. The front is for the candidates and all those who celebrate will sit at the back of them so that they can be together. Let me bless those of you who have come to stand with the people. I say to your life that things of rejoicing will not cease in your life. As you have come out to celebrate these people, in a short time, you will have cause for mortal men to celebrate you. 
Whatever heaven had planned for you, I decree it will not be frustrated by this world. The Lord will open doors for you. It will make a pathway and a level one for your feet. Every intention of God for your life shall be fulfilled. Every grace you need on earth to be able to reach destiny, heaven will lavish upon you. If there is any one of you who have not known Jesus, by the word I speak today, he will captivate your heart. It will bring you into the kingdom of light. As for you, you will fulfill the destiny of heaven. Satan or man will never be able to hinder you. So shall it be too that when Jesus shall come, you will not be found wanting. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Present your offering before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is a holy offering that is brought by holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. And may this be a token, O God, of remembrance for this their celebration. And may the Lord reply you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Choir sing.
You know, they have to sing all or from different culture because this church is a multinational and multicultural church. I want, I felt in my spirit because our brethren from um, El Shaddai came to worship with us today. I want us to pray for some of them. Some of them are here. They are always coming in this house. El Shaddai, please wave your hands up. Members of El Shaddai who are here. I want you. And those at the back there. I want those of you around them to lay hands on them. Both in front and back. Go to them. And touch them. Those of you are pastors, Pastor Josephine, you hold hand. Pastor Josiah, you in the front, talk to Pastor Josephine. I want you to bless them from your heart. Any blessing in your mouth, begin to speak it. These people have been faithful. From their pastor, they follow her lead. There is no difference between you and them. And because of that, the God that shows up among us, shows up among them. Bless them. Father, blessed is he that obeys your voice. This is what you have instructed this house. In obedience to you, we pronounce your blessing upon El Shaddai, house of El Shaddai. Beginning from the angel you sent to them, Reverend Josephine Collier, and all the members, their children, their offspring, their business, their destiny, their jobs. My God and my King, attend to the cry of every one of them in this month of May. You don't bypass them, O oh God. Let heavens open over them. And every prophecy spoken about them bring to pass in this new dispensation. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want to tell you, El Shaddai, that we love you. And God is mindful of you. The Lord spoke to me since I was sitting down there that we must bless them. And it's because God wants to bless you. Yes, it is done. I forgot to announce the arrival of a newborn baby who was born while we were having our intercession on Friday. Is it Friday or Thursday? It was Friday. No, it was Thursday. When we were in the intercession on Thursday, Dr. Uloma and uh, Brother... Brother... Uh, what is Brother's first name again? Belarutimi Aguru gave birth to a Deborah. Debo, Debo. You know, a child born while every ho- the whole church is interceding all over the world. She cannot be but an intercessor. I would thank God for granting ease to our women in conception and in childbearing. It is the grace of God. So, uh, we haven't announced it on Sunday. I want to say that every one of you who know them, congratulate them. 
and the Lord will bless you. Stretch your hands before the King of Heaven as I speak this over you in grace. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God of heaven remember all your sacrifices and accept all your prayers, which are your bond offering. May God, as you are going into the new month, give you all the good desires of your heart. May God make all your plans succeed. May God send you angelic support from heaven. In the name of Jesus, we will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And you will be victorious in all battle. If you are sick, your sickness will not kill you. Your sickness will die. You will enter the month of June with good health. The covenant of heaven concerning infirmity shall be fulfilled in your life. You will lift up the banner of the Lord in praise of the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he answer all your requests. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he appear unto you as well. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Shall we read the grace together as in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall we read the general grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Before we sing our grace, let me announce this. Every one of you who have been given, put in roster for prayer, for tomorrow, the prophetic voice, you will start to pray from quarter to by 7 p.m. Apostle will take the microphone. And as many of you as possible, if you come here by 6.30, you can have a time to pray with me directly. I will conduct that prayer from 6.30 to quarter to and hand over to those who will lead you in prayer. Then I will join you back at, at 7. And the meeting of tomorrow... Uh, yeah, the prophetic voice. We end maximum at nine. I expect to close that meeting within seven and uh, within eight and eight thirty, so that we can go back to our homes and join the ten o'clock prayer. And intercessors, you meet me here. Come anytime from seven. Apostle will be here. It is time to pray. Eight o'clock we start our strategic meeting, and by nine o'clock we are finished and go to join our prayer. And let me remind you that this week is overcomers uh, um, victory night. Victory night is the first, second, third of every month. I, I implore you in the name of the Lord, try and make sure you fast.
because of what will be taking place in June and July. It's a period of 72 hours prayer. We start that prayer from the zero hour of Wednesday morning and we'll finish that prayer at 12 midnight on Friday. So make sure you commit yourself to it. I think the, the first, second, third, we meet here. So it means that the whole of next week, the whole of this week, beginning from tomorrow, apostles will be here every day to make sure that we go in together. God has better things waiting for us that will astonish us. And I, I don't want anyone to miss the, the blessings that God has prepared for us. This We understand this. When God tells his, this house to meet, strategic things happen. So I want you to commit your heart to us what the Lord is doing. And remember to be praying for Ukraine. Because there is a plot of the devil which got frustrated in the month of May. But you know, Satan always goes back when you defeat him and re-strategize. If Europe sleeps, Europe will mourn. Write my words down. America will not escape. If they sleep at this time, and we need to really pray for them to be awake so that they take appropriate action or else... You know, it will be a, a different ball game for Europe, and you are Europeans. So we better pray now so that we will not pray. May the Lord bless you. There will be showers of blessing, it will fall in your house.
to our confession. Please be seated. The ushers will lead you out row by row. Can I say that when you go out, remember the table, you know, set outside. We need to make sure we donate to Ukraine. I've told you those of you who could not come. If you can, it is a reasonable thing to give 100 pounds, at least of your sweat, into that fund for Ukraine. So that.